Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Just how bad is the coronavirus-induced shutdown hurting the local restaurant business? Just how bad were oil prices today? What about Medicaid? Any update there? And how would you like to see the economy open back up? We have answers to some of those questions. From the Oklahoman, I'm Dave Morris. It's Tuesday, April 21st, 2020. Let's talk numbers. First, the coronavirus in Oklahoma. According to the state health department, there are 2,807 confirmed cases and 164 deaths. That's an additional 21 deaths on top of yesterday's count. However, for context, 16 of the 21 reported deaths happened between April 14th and April 19th. Five occurred in the past 24 hours. Our condolences to all. But the rise in cases, deaths, and hospitalizations would seem to be a step back for the governor's plan to reopen Oklahoma. Our Chris Castile has that one. As Governor Stitt looks to a phased reopening of Oklahoma businesses in early May, he's hoping to flatten the curve, as they say, to where you have a flat trend. You don't have anything like hospitalizations or cases or um, particularly deaths trending upward um, as, as he moves to get people back to work. But those cases can vary from day to day. And so far this week, there have been higher than normal increases in both hospitalizations and deaths. Cases are a little, you know, a little more um, questionable in terms of of a benchmark because it so depends on testing. But it is something that they're looking at, and it's part of the White House guidelines for reopening businesses. They want to see 14 days of a downward trend. You, got, you haven't got that yet so far in um, this week as the governor looks to reopen in two weeks, but those, day, those numbers can vary day to day. And so what I've done um, for tomorrow is talk to some people who've been analyzing these statistics and talk to the state's interim epidemiologist about what they're going to try to do to bring these numbers down to bring this into some kind of containment phase where they can be more confident about people going back to work. Note the key point Chris mentioned there, 14 days of downward trend before opening businesses. Among the businesses hurt by the coronavirus and the shutdown are the restaurants and those in the food industry. And for that matter, the media business. Our food editor, Dave Cathy, was furloughed last week, but now he's back it has plenty to talk about. Hi, it's Dave Cathy, the food dude, fresh off a of furlough, which is a great time for me to thank you for your digital subscription if you have one. And if you don't, to remind you, it's a great time to do that. If you do have one, buy some for friends and family. They need the information, and we certainly need the support, just like the restaurants that I cover, and just like so many of you who are at home right now. Here's what I've been working on. Since I got a furlough, I've already dropped some taco recipes. I've got all kinds of really cool fillings. I got a bacon filling. I got a beef filling. I got chicken, got some vegetables, and I got three different kinds of salsas. That's all on Oklahoman.com slash Dave dash Kathy. Click over there for, for some ideas on how to spend uh, your staycation and put that kitchen to work. 
in the print edition on Wednesday, I've got uh, a, a step-by-step technique on how to pan fry those tacos with some pictures. Really cool, simple technique. Definitely want to check that out. For the rest of the week, I am chasing restaurants. Uh, the Paycheck Protection Program money has arrived, so a lot of restaurants are going to be kicking off the dust. A lot of the ones who closed up early. Uh, Barrios is going to reopen next Tuesday, doing a mish, uh, doing a, a, mat, a mashup of Mexican radio for a menu. Cafe Cacao is preparing to reopen. Uh, Hal Smith restaurants are, are, are uh, starting to percolate a little bit. There's others. You're going to see more, and that, again, is because the PPP money has arrived. The story I'm working on is how that money will be put to work, uh, and there are some problems. Uh, restaurants, uh, as you may know, have a bit of a unique business model, so the way that the, the policy was written doesn't exactly fit how restaurants do their business, so there's going to be some hoops to jump through. I'm covering all that for you. I'll have the, the details here by the end of the week. So the good news is the money is arriving. Bad news is not everybody got theirs. More good news, there's going to be a second round. So lots of details to go, but I will get you caught up by the end of the week on where things stand and who has actually reopened. In the meantime, grocery stores are still operating on overdrive. Avoid them as much as you possibly can. But when it is time to go, be sure to wear a cloth mask. If you've got gloves, wear those too. Meantime, wash your hands as often as possible. And when you do take out or delivery, be sure to tip big because they certainly need the help. I'll check in with you later in the week with more food news. Thank you, Dave. Pan fried tacos. I, for one, am here for that. I mentioned earlier a question of how would you open the economy? It's a question we have posted on our website, oklahoma.com. Simply go there on your laptops or mobile devices and let us know. How would you like to see the economy opened back up? So while pondering reopening the state, the state administration is moving forward with plans to charge Medicaid premiums and impose work requirements on Medicaid recipients who could be newly eligible for coverage as soon as July 1st. Our Carmen Foreman explains. There's been big news in the past week on the Medicaid expansion front. Um, I'm sure many of you saw that on Friday, the governor decided that state question 802, which asks voters to expand Medicaid, will be on the June 30th primary ballot. Um, And if you If you remember, that question asks voters to put Medicaid expansion in the state's constitution. Um, It also would prevent, you know, the governor or state legislators from altering Medicaid expansion in future years. Um, But the governor's own Medicaid expansion plan um, took a big step forward on Monday when the Oklahoma Health Care Authority submitted their application for a healthy adult opportunity waiver to federal officials. Um, And so what the Healthy Adult Opportunity Waiver um, is a Trump administration waiver that would basically allow states to customize their Medicaid expansions. Um, And so here in Oklahoma, Governor Stitt is seeking to impose a work or a community engagement requirement on um, the newly eligible Medicaid population. So basically that would ask that people receiving Medicaid benefits would be required to either work or go to school or be volunteering in the community for at least 80 hours per week. 
the governor's Medicaid expansion plan also seeks to require folks to pay premiums um, of about $10 per individuals or um, $15 for families. Um, And these would be, again, the newly eligible Medicaid population because the, the waiver really only applies to the Medicaid expansion folks. It doesn't apply to those who currently are on Medicaid. Well, that sounds rather complicated. So, Carmen, tell us what's next. Now the question becomes, really, how folks in Oklahoma will vote on State Question 802, which will come up on June 30th, because if voters approve that state question, well, then the Healthy Adult Opportunity Waiver is is essentially null and void. Um, the governor's Medicaid expansion plan uh, won't go into effect because State Question 802 would go into the state's constitution Therefore, it supersedes anything that the governor or the legislature might do on this issue. All right. Thank you, Carmen. Be sure to read more of her coverage online at Oklahoma.com. I mentioned off the top of the show oil prices, and we all know the impact those numbers have in Oklahoma. Well, oil prices tanked again today. The most heavily traded U.S. crude oil futures contract fell 43% Tuesday to $11.57 a barrel, its lowest close in 21 years. For the record, its record low is $10.42 back in 1983. We'll leave it right there for today. As Dave Cathy mentioned, you can subscribe to our products. You can do so at oklahoma.com slash subscribe. As today's podcast illustrates, we cover a wide range of topics just for you. For my colleagues at The Oklahoman, I'm Dave Morris. Stay safe, stay weather aware tonight, and have a great night, everybody. Everybody.